Well, the following is a letter that was written to an insurance company uh, from a man who was involved in an accident at work. To whom it may concern, I am writing this letter in response to your request for additional information. In block number three of the accident reporting form, I wrote that poor planning was the cause of my accident. You asked for a fuller explanation, and I trust that the following details will be sufficient. I'm a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six-story building. When I completed my work, I found that I had quite a few bricks left over, which, when weighed later, were found to be slightly in excess of 500 pounds. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley, which was attached to the side of the building at the sixth floor. Securing the rope at the ground level, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, and loaded the bricks into it. Then I went back down to the ground and untied the rope, holding it tightly to ensure a slow descent of the 500 pounds of bricks. You will note in block number 11 of the accident report that I weigh 135 pounds. Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so violently, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rather rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel, which was now proceeding downward at an equally impressive speed. This explains the fractured skull, minor abrasions, and broken collarbone as listed in Section 3 of the accident report. Slowed only slightly by my collision with the barrel, I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until my, the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. This explains the multiple fractured phalanges on my right hand. Fortunately, by this time, I had regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly to the rope in spite of the excruciating pain that I was now experiencing. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom fell out of the barrel. Devoid of the weight of the bricks, the barrel now weighed approximately 50 pounds. I refer you once again to my weight in block number 11. As you might imagine, I now began a rapid descent down the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel which was coming up. This accounts for the two fractured ankles and lacerations of my legs and lower body. Here my luck began to change slightly. This second collision with the barrel slowed my descent enough to lessen my injuries when I fell onto the bricks that were on the ground. Unfortunately, only three vertebrae were cracked. I am sorry to report, however, that as I lay there on the bricks in such pain that I was unable to move, I again lost my presence of mind and let go of the rope. I lay there on the pile of bricks, watching in horror as the empty barrel began its journey back down towards me. This explains the broken nose and four cracked ribs. I hope this information is sufficient to explain why poor planning was the stated cause of my accident. Now, most of us have not experienced uh, quite that level of uh, pain as the result of poor planning, but all of us have been victims at times of our own lack of foresight. To fail to plan is to plan to fail, and Proverbs has a lot to say on the subject of foresight. 
Uh, Sometimes things don't end up working out as you might have thought. Uh, The bricklayer here thought that he would save some time and some effort, uh, but in the long run, it cost him far more. And often in our lives, we too make decisions based on what we see immediately in front of us without thinking about the end result of those choices. And a little deliberation can go a long way in helping us to make wise decisions. And so as we're in this little two-week mini-series within the book of Proverbs, uh, looking at how Proverbs teaches us to think as wise people, today we're going to talk about foresight, looking ahead, planning. Uh, What does Proverbs teach us about how to think long-term? First of all, Proverbs says that wise people consider their day-to-day decisions and what the best results of those choices will be. So Proverbs 4.26 is where we'll begin, which says, Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So Proverbs 4 is telling us, take inventory of your life on a regular basis and ask yourself some questions. What am I doing with my life? What have I accomplished in the last year? What happens often is we get into a routine and we just sort of live each day without really considering the decisions that we're making along the way. We don't think about the way that we're living. We just do this week what we did last week. But have you ever taken the time to think about what you did last week? Have you ever stopped to consider how we might live more wisely next week? This is what Proverbs 4 is calling us to do. Ponder the path of your feet. Uh, Don't just keep walking through life. Stop, look down, and consider the steps that you're taking. This proverb is also calling us to plan and then stick to our plan. So you see there in verse uh, 26, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure or established. And then it says, don't swerve from that to the right hand or the left. So plan your life and then stick to that. That's better and wiser. It's a better and wiser way to live than simply responding to life in the moment. Uh, Here's another similar proverb in chapter 14, verse 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. So the wise person, the prudent man, understands where he is going, but the fool deceives himself. Fools are short-sighted, only thinking about what's immediately in front of them, and so they don't realize the danger that they're headed into, whereas wise people act intentionally with foresight. Uh, Proverbs 21.29, a wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his way. So wicked people walk with confidence, but without much thought, uh, without much deliberation. They sort of bluff their way through life. Upright people give consideration to their decisions. And so Proverbs teaches us, first of all, that a lack of foresight often leads to danger. Uh, For example, Proverbs 14, verse 15 says, The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil. But a fool is reckless and careless. So fools, according to Proverbs 14, act impulsively. Uh, Wise people act with consideration. Uh, And and you might notice there in those two verses a a very different attitude. The fool is bold and overconfident, whereas the wise person is cautious. 
Uh, this can be seen in, in the proverb we looked at a moment ago as well, where the, the fool puts on a bold face. He's very confident in what he's doing, but he doesn't really think too much about it. He doesn't question his own decisions. Being too confident leads to a lack of foresight. We're not aware of the dangers and the possible outcomes, and so we just boldly and confidently march through life without giving enough thought to what we're doing. Uh, The NLT phrases that last bit there uh, of verse 16 as, Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Uh, That's the idea. Wise people are cautious. Now, that doesn't mean fearful or anxious, doesn't mean they're worried about every possibility of the future and they're living out of a place of fear, but rather wise people are thoughtful and intentional. Prudent people are aware of the dangers that may be in front of them and they seek the best path to avoid them. Uh, here's how Proverbs 22.3 puts it. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So the wise person sees the danger coming and avoids it. The simple or the fool, they are oblivious. And so they wander right into the pitfall. The wise person foresees danger and takes precautions. And this principle of taking precautions to avoid a possible danger is important enough to the author of Proverbs that he says word for word the exact same thing in Proverbs 27 verse 12. The prudent sees danger and hides himself but the simple go on and suffer for it. And so on this, uh, just one more comment on this idea of looking ahead at the danger and avoiding it. I'm going to read here from Charles Bridges. This is Old English, so hang with me, Uh, but it's very good. He says, Devoid of all prudence, foreseeing no evil, fearing none, given up to their own ways, and reckless of all consequences, they pass on. And they are punished by their own folly. Oh, many such are there who will not hear the distant thunder betokening the approaching storm, who in their fancied security laugh at those who are preparing for an evil day. They laugh even on the brink of that destruction, which in less sovereign grace interpose will make them wise too late. So foresight, first of all, helps us to avoid dangers, pitfalls in our life. The prudent or wise person sees the danger before he gets to it and avoids it. Next, Proverbs teaches us to have foresight in planning and in in particular areas of life, especially, uh, we'll see this as we go, the emphasis on financial uh, planning, that we should have foresight uh, with regard to our finances. Uh, Proverbs 24, verse 27 says, Prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. Now, there's two ways you could read that proverb. Either it is saying... Uh, speaking of the actual construction of a building, in which case it would be saying prepare all of the materials for your house and then begin the construction process. Or it may be referring to making sure that you're financially secure before you even begin investing in building a home. So because in this society, uh, farming was your source of income, uh, raising crops, and so uh, taking that reading of this proverb, it's possible that it's saying Make sure your fields are producing well, that you have steady income before you take on a big expensive project like building a house. Either way, this proverb is urging wise people to plan ahead and prepare. This is a bit different from the proverbs that we've looked at thus far in that it's not a warning about potential dangers necessarily. This is a different aspect of foresight, planning for a positive future, 
So rather than just thinking about prevention, this is thinking about planning for a preferable outcome. Not just avoiding negatives, but seeking a positive result. And this kind of foresight gets into all areas of our life, really. Uh, From simple construction to a house, some sort of project, uh, to your finances, uh, just thinking ahead in various areas of your life. For example, Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So this proverb, very practically, is calling us to plan and budget financially. It says, hardworking people who plan well how to manage their finances will have an abundance, whereas those who are hasty, uh, trying to become rich without proper planning, they will end up in poverty. Calculated diligence leads to financial prosperity. Hasty decision-making leads to poverty. And notice in this verse the certainty of both outcomes. Notice it says at the beginning, the plans of these hardworking, diligent people will surely lead to abundance. And with just the same certainty, this proverb says that the only outcome of everyone who is hasty is poverty. So don't make rash decisions financially. Plan ahead and carefully consider what you're going to do for the future. Next, Proverbs urges us to plan for difficult seasons of life. This is another layer of foresight. All of this is related, and yet it's a different aspect. Plan for difficult seasons of life. Uh, Thinking ahead to when times are going to be different than they are now. Proverbs 6, verse 6. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. So the ants understand that there are seasons each year. There's a time of harvest and there's a time of winter, and so the ants plan ahead. Uh, They gather their food in the summer, they store it up so that when winter comes and there's no more food to gather, they're prepared. The ants diligently, with foresight, plan for when circumstances will change. And Proverbs says we all have this important lesson to learn from the ants. It's such an interesting thought to look at bugs uh, and learn some lessons, life lessons from them. And yet this is exactly what Proverbs does. Work hard. Don't be lazy. And then as you're working and as you're earning income and things are going well for you, save during those productive seasons of life. Prepare for when circumstances may change in your future. Proverbs 10, verse 5, He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Again, the idea there of gathering during the productive seasons, storing it up, and saving for when circumstances may change. And by the way, most Americans are really bad at this. We enjoy the good times, and then we despair during the bad times. God wants us to enjoy the good times, but also to plan during those times. Uh, Prepare for the hardships that are coming. One great example of this kind of wisdom in Scripture, planning ahead for future hard times, would be the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. Uh, Of course, Joseph had supernatural, in this case, revelations from God about a coming famine. Uh, Remember those dreams that the king had and, and Joseph interpreted them? Seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. And then Joseph had the wisdom to know what to do in light of this information. He instructed Pharaoh to build silos in which to store all of the leftover grain for those seven good years in preparation for the seven hard years that were coming. That's an example 
of the kind of wisdom and preparation that Proverbs is calling each one of us to. Save during productive seasons of life. Prepare for when your circumstances may change. If you have a very good-paying job, great. Work hard, enjoy some of the fruits of your labor, but also save during that time because that job may not be there forever. A wise person plans in anticipation of hard times in the future. Uh, One more proverb here, and then we're going to try to distill all of this down to a few practical points. Proverbs 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So Proverbs here tells us to plan for our own death. That's kind of a dark thought. No matter your age, all of us should be thinking about what happens when we're gone. What happens to our wealth, to our possessions? What happens to our family? Uh, Thinking ahead about these things is an aspect of foresight. Uh, Death is unpredictable at times. I can think of many people in my own life that have died very young, very suddenly. Uh, Some of you who have been here for a while might remember Daniel Kokoboon. Uh, He would be an example of this, a young man who uh, went on the mission field and just had a terrible accident, died, I think, in his 20s. Uh, But he had prepared. He had a will set up. He had things, life insurance and all of that set up for his wife to take care of her uh, when when he was gone. And so although none of us want to think about this, an unexpected early death is an aspect of foresight that Proverbs says is commendable. A good man thinks about his death and how he can leave something behind to bless others. All right, let's put all of this together now. Foresight can be distilled down to five words. And since I'm a good Baptist, they all start with the letter P. So you're welcome. Uh, The past, the probable, the possible, the preventable, and the preferable. If you recognize that you don't really exercise much foresight in your life, but you want to start thinking this way, here are some helpful categories for all of us. Again, Proverbs, as we've said many times, wants to change and shape the way that we think. Uh, wants us to become wise people who think in wise ways. So first of all, the past. Learn from the past. Foresight, ironically, begins by looking backwards. What have you failed to anticipate in your life? What things in your past caught you off guard? Learn from that and plan for the future. Be better prepared in the event that it happens again. Uh, Those who are particularly foolish are those who fall into the same traps over and over again throughout their life. And every time, uh, they're shocked that it happens. Foresight begins by learning wisdom from past failures. Secondly, then, anticipate the probable. What is the most likely outcome, and how can I prepare for that? In other words, don't be naive. Uh, Don't be overly optimistic, just assuming everything is going to work out in the best possible way. Don't assume the best outcome. Be realistic and anticipate the most likely outcome. Number three, consider the possible. What could happen that I'm not thinking of? Now, this would have been a helpful consideration for our poor bricklayer at the start of the sermon. He was assuming that everything was going to work out just as he had intended, and he failed to consider one of the possible results of his actions. And so considering all of the possibilities helps you not to be caught off guard when things don't go as you intended. Next, the preventable. So of the given possibilities, which negative ones could be prevented? 
Often there are easy steps to take to avoid at least some of the negative possible outcomes. And then finally, the the preferable. So which of the possibilities would be best, and how can you act now to achieve that preferable outcome? Now, I thought of, uh, as I was going through these principles, what could I use as an illustration of this? And the thing that came to mind was the subject of retirement. This will help you see how this all works. Retirement is all about foresight. It is planning uh, way ahead for the future. And for some of us, again, it's way off in the future. You're in your 20s or 30s and you're thinking, uh, retirement, I'm never going to have to retire. Uh, Yet a wise person will think even decades into the future and prepare for that time of life. Uh, this is an area that I'm, I'm particularly passionate about. My wife will tell you, uh, one of our first dates, I had her set up an IRA. I told her to bring her laptop, and uh, we set up a retirement account for her. Uh, but here's how the five Ps uh, would work on an issue like retirement. Now, the past doesn't really apply to this, so we're going to skip ahead uh, to the probable. Based on the information available to me, most people are physically unable to continue working a job by their late 60s, early 70s. Uh, Life expectancy is roughly 80, and so the most likely outcome, the most probable outcome for most people is that you'll need to have enough money saved up to live for the last 10 to 15 years of your life. You won't have income, that's most probable, and so you'll need to think now about those last uh, decade, decade and a half. That's the average experience of most Americans today. Next, think of the possible, the possibilities. So that may be most probable, But there's also other things to to think about. It's possible I may have physical issues. Earlier in my life, I might have to stop working earlier. It's also possible I might outlive life expectancy. And so it would be wise not just to look at the most probable 10 to 15 years, but also to consider that depending on these other factors, it could be more like 20 or even 25 years uh, that you may need to be on retirement. Next, think about the preventable. Of all the possibilities, what can I help to prevent? Well, I don't want to be a burden on others by the time I reach retirement age. I want to be able to live off of what I have saved, what I have accrued, and not be dependent on other people having to take care of me. And definitely, I'm not counting on something like uh, Social Security even existing uh, by the time I get to retirement. In case you're unaware, Social Security is going to run out in about 2033 is the uh, estimate by most experts. Um, so for if you're under like 45, don't plan on that being there. You're going to have to think a little bit more uh, about your future than that. And so I want to prevent reaching retirement age and having no income and no savings and kind of being out of luck for the last uh, 10 or 20 years of my life and being a burden on other people. That's the preventable outcome that I would like to avoid. And so this brings us to the preferable outcome. How can I act now with foresight thinking ahead to plan for those last few years of my life. And this will vary a little bit depending on your circumstances. If you have a job uh, that offers a 401k option, you can opt into that program. Uh, If not, you could set up an IRA. You could begin to fund that early in your life. Uh, Invest money there so that over time it will grow and it will be there for you when you're no longer able to work and earn income. This is acting with foresight thinking decades down the road, and planning for what the most likely outcome is, and even factoring in some possibilities outside the norm. 
Other areas of foresight would be things like having proper insurance. Okay, I'm healthy now, but there's no guarantee that that's always going to continue. Something could happen at any point in my life, and so having uh, health insurance is proper foresight. That's just thinking wisely. Uh, The same would be true of car insurance or whatever else. In other words, don't assume in your life that everything is going to work out in in the best possible way. Uh, Why do I need car insurance? I've never been in a wreck. Well, uh, you have no guarantee that that's going to continue. And so wise people acting with foresight seek to anticipate possible dangers and avoid the preventable ones. Uh, Maybe one more really practical area of foresight thinking long term would be investing. Again, Proverbs has a lot to say about this, thinking financially about your future. And so here, we're not necessarily thinking about avoiding negative outcomes, preventable negative outcomes. This is rather the kind of foresight that's planning ahead for a preferable future. Uh, That could include things like investing in real estate, the stock market, uh, whatever. Making decisions that will lead to a better future, even years from now. Now, it's way easier to not think about any of that stuff. Uh, Just to live day to day and figure out what you're going to be doing next week. And that's how most people live their lives. Very little planning, definitely not long-term planning 20, 30, 50 years from now. Most people just live life as it happens. And then when things go wrong, it all falls apart. And while that may seem like the easier path right now to not have to worry about all these future, complicated, adult-type thinking things... It actually leads to far more hardship if you avoid thinking long-term. Now, as Christians, the ultimate foresight that we need is eternal foresight. Again, we've talked about a lot of practical things today. Proverbs does dive into a lot of these practical areas of life, uh, making wise decisions and things that we might not think of as spiritual, and yet the Bible has things to say about them. But ultimately, foresight should include thinking about eternity, not just this life. Proverbs 16, verse 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So at times, we may think that a given path seems wise. It seems best to me today, yet it will bring trouble tomorrow. And so Proverbs wants us to consider tomorrow when making decisions today. Think think not just about how you feel in the moment or what you desire most right now, Think about the outcome that this will have in your future. What is the end result of the decisions you're making? We said at the beginning of our study of Proverbs that uh, this was a book that provides ancient wisdom for everyday living, and in particular, more specifically, it's a book that shows us how to live wisely as followers of God in the world that he has created. Meaning, the book of Proverbs assumes the end goal of our lives is to glorify God. And it's important to clarify that priority and that goal of our life because you can't plan wisely for the future without knowing what end result you're aiming at. Having foresight then begins by thinking eternally. What is the ultimate end of the life that I'm living? And for all of us, the ultimate end of our life is the same. We will all stand before our Creator. And so the question in a broad sense that each of us should be considering and asking of our lives and the decisions we're making today is whether we're thinking now about Judgment Day. What decisions are you making in your everyday life? What actions are you taking in order to be prepared for the day that you will give an account of your life to God? There is a way of living life that leads to death. 
Proverbs 16.25 says. Uh, That's the path of pursuing my own interests in this life. Thinking only about how I can experience uh, the most pleasure, the most comfort, the most happiness. That's the ultimate lack of foresight. Because the end of that road is the judgment of God. Whereas a life lived wisely in obedience to God, seeking to honor the Lord with our decisions, that way of living may not seem best now, but the end of that is eternal life. And so glorify God today and enjoy fellowship and life with him forever.